This is Double Exposure Show with your hosts and professional photographers, Sophia Lemon and Petro. Keep listening if you're a photographer, entrepreneur, or small business owner looking for actionable business and marketing advice and funny off-topic rants. Join Petro, Sophia, and the Double Exposure Show community on Facebook at Double Exposure Show Group. And here's Petro and Sophia. Hello, I'm Sophia Lemon. And I am Petro. Welcome back, everybody. Today we're talking about breaking convention and thinking outside the softbox. All right. I still love that. It's totally <laughs> dorky, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's the nerdiest thing I've come up with in a long time. So, I like but. this topic, by the way, and I okay. like how you came online today, and I was going to be like, Petro, you have to come up with a topic because it's your fault that we're recording on a Sunday, and you were like already with a topic. <laughs> yes, it's true. That's I just I just needed a little bit of extra time, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That and your internet sucks. Can you tell us a little bit about what's going on with your internet lately? Because like, it made me really angry when you were describing this to me, actually. Yeah. So the little town I live in is just outside of a major metropolis called London, Ontario. And um, (laughs) everyone in London was like, major metropolis. What are you talking about? Okay, go on. (laughs) I I hope everyone in London listens to us to say that. Yeah. (laughs) And we in Canada or in Ontario where I live, um, Rather, let's let's go over this. In Canada, there's there's two major providers. There's a provider for cable internet, and then there's a provider for kind of like fib, fiber optic, phone line internet, and they're known as Rogers and Bell. Now, in other provinces, there's other providers like Kojiko or Telus or Sasktel or whatever they are. I don't actually know them because I've done zero research, but. Where I live, there's there's two choices. There's either Rogers, which is a cable internet, and then there's Bell, which was phone line internet, like uh, DSL, I guess they call it. But now they offer something called Fibe, which I don't even, I still don't know if it goes through the phone line or satellite. I don't really care. That's n- never really concerned me until lately because um, I buy internet from a reseller, so a company called Tech Savvy. And it's essentially Rogers. It's essentially a a big player who provides it, but it's marketed and branded by a reseller. And as a result, I pay a little bit less for a lot more internet. Um, But lately, it's just stops working in the middle of the day, and it's down for anywhere from two to four hours. And let me tell you, I really don't care about the internet so much itself like i don't care about the ability to browse or get emails i get that on my phone Mm -hmm. it's when i have to work with it like when we need to record a podcast now do we really need internet like i guess we could call each other and just record like well there's ways around it but it's so frustrating when it doesn't work because this is how we're used to doing it and well what i guess we could can you like record on your phone using like the voice recorder app while you're talking on the phone? No. Well, then I don't think we can do that. (laughs) No, but uh, well, rather than Skyping each other, we can call each other, right? So we can have a conversation on the phone and then then still record the audio like we're doing it. I guess that could work. Right. So, but, but it's, it's frustrating. Like it's, I don't know. There's, it's just something 
about the way we do it. It just works, and we're used to it. This has yeah. a lot to do with this has a lot to do with what we're going to talk about today. But we're used to doing things how how they've been done, how other yeah. people probably do it or whatever. So that's our convention. That's how we do it. And any slight bit of change, it's frustrating and it's it's annoying. But the internet has been systematically failing in uh, my community like over the last six weeks or so. And what happens is. It's like two streets at a time, and there's a there's a little community Facebook group, and um, it's called like Kamoka Killworth Neighbors or something, or just Killworth Neighbors. And like I'll get notifications when somebody posts something, and whenever internet goes down, I'll get there's a notification. I'm on uh, Delaware Street, internet's down. Anybody else? And and everybody yeah. else is like, I'm on Delaware Street too. My internet's down. I'm on Oxbow. My, my internet's down. <coughs> excuse me <coughs> my cough is not down yet but yeah. uh, <clears throat> I used to make fun of that I'm like huh geez you suckers it's just internet get over yourself but it's frustrating when we couldn't record and yeah I never really realized how frustrating it could be for somebody else like for you mm-hmm. like it really kind of pissed you off <laughs> um, and I'm just like I can't do anything about it I'm sorry well Yes, like I showed, well, we should have thought to record over the phone, but I mean, what can you do? But like, so I showed up to the studio to record and I have that time blocked off. Yeah. I have nothing else in my calendar to do at that time. So then switching my mind from recording to doing something else, I was like, oh, this is hard. <laughs> yes. And I don't see, know it's a lot easier for me because... <laughs> I I work so much differently than you. You function like that, yeah. Oh yeah, no, my brain functions like that. I'm I can be doing ten things at once and 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 just do them really well. And if I just had to do one thing and focus on one thing, I'd probably be so distracted thinking about nine other th- nine other things oh, I yeah. could be doing that I won't yeah. be doing that well. But yeah. yeah, so it's it's it is frustrating because. Everybody who commented basically said, I'm running a home-based business and I rely on this. And it's, it's, it's outrageous. It's well, it's well, 2018, I believe. And <laughs> you'd think you'd figure your stuff out. You know, and, and one time weather-related thing is excusable, but it's been going on. Like, I sent you a screenshots uh, of the emails I get because yeah. um, when my security cameras go down that are on Wi-Fi, I get mm-hmm. a notification. Yeah, like camera offline, and it's since January first, and now we're in like February something. What are we third, fourth? February fourth is when we're recording this. So over the last month, there's been like nineteen camera down emails. Yeah, and uh, um, well, because I expect my internet to be kind of crummy up here, but like if I'm in Owen Sound, I expect the internet to be like super fast and awesome. Right, but. It occurs to me that, like, even in Owen Sound, the internet is not consider- considered very good quality internet. Right. So there's a whole initiative up in this area. I believe it's called Swift. Um, there's a couple names for it, and I can't really keep track of them. But the whole initiative is to get fiber internet up in this area right. or to get reliable, high-speed, accessible internet in a rural community. And when your internet's going down, I'm just like, this doesn't make sense. Like, you're... Well, You're basically in London. You are basically yeah. in London. You're in a city center, pretty much. Like, so, your internet should not be going down. And you shouldn't, like, have 
a different provider than the people across the street from you. Like you shouldn't be in a position where you can't get Bell because Bell only runs lines on the other side of the road. Yeah, so I was just getting to that. So I'm, I'm looking at the alternatives and I, I have to admit, I haven't contacted them yet. Uh, yeah. But s- since our conversation on Wednesday, I was like, yeah, I'm going to contact them, get some more information. Uh, but there is a small chance I may not be able to get that service. And it really depends on the fact that I might not have lines on my yeah. side of the street. It's stupid. It well, is. someone had posted that. You sent me a screenshot of that. And I was just thinking, yes. okay, that's when you call them and you say, you keep saying, can I talk to your manager? Can I talk to your manager? Can I talk to your manager? <laughs> Until they agree to run lines on your side of the street, because that yeah. is outrageous. And I, I have a feeling they might have done it because in the summer, during the summer, we had a huge construction uh, project going on where they basically mm-hmm. dug up the entire street. And so... If they didn't do it, that's a huge failure on the person who plans these things. Yeah. Right. Because they literally dug up the entire street. I had to park a block away just to get in and out of my house. But you know what? At the end of the day, I'm hoping that the company that I want to switch to will actually provide me with steady service. Again, it doesn't have to be the fastest in the world. Yeah. Um, it doesn't even really have to be unlimited, although I like the... Oh my I, gosh, it should be fast. Our internet bills should not be so high and it should be consistent. Like, I know that you're like ready to settle for like decent quality and good uptime, but like yeah. <laughs> it's 2018. Well, absolutely. Like, <laughs> and if we move to the States right now, it's funny, even with exchange, we'd probably save money on internet access. Because I believe it. Cheap. Yeah. Like, come on. And, well, and, and two things about that. So, one, I pay it close to $100 after taxes for yep. my internet. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I, people say I'm crazy. They're like, what? I only pay half that. Look, it's a business expense, too. I can yes. write it off, so I don't mind paying extra. extra. Um, my uploads are super fast when it's working. Mm-hmm. When it's working. But... That's yeah, what we I, pay here. Like... I, it doesn't surprise me that it's that expensive. Right. And I know that the internet that we have at the studio, like that's how expensive it is. It's shared among multiple people. So it's incredibly cheap for everyone. Well, when it's I, like six bucks a month. But like when I was it, downtown, it, yeah. uh, yes. the studio downtown on um, Richmond Row there in London, we we had fairly decent internet in our unit and we paid 30 bucks a month and it was business internet. And the best part was, this is this is kind of the funny thing with Rogers. When when you have personal internet, you need to call somebody, sit on the phone for six hours. They'll send somebody eventually. Well, when you call the business internet side of things, they show up within two hours. This makes me so mad. There isn't yeah. a difference. I know. So give me a break. <laughs> th- this is the this is the even better part. The guy showed up on two separate occasions, and he gave me his cell phone number, and he's like, oh. "Listen." Next time, just text me. I might have a workaround so I don't have to come out. Not that I don't want to come out, but I can kind of give you a quick answer on how to reset something um, and then get you up and running faster. And I was like, that's sweet. And I never texted him in three years we were there. Um, But uh, but I just thought it was it was interesting. And um, so was that sorry, was that Rogers or Bell? That was Rogers. Yeah. (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, Listeners, enjoy my cough. I, I hope you like it. (laughs) um and oh by the way here's something for ralph (laughs) okay go on (laughs) let's continue (laughs) um so the funnier part uh is 
10 years ago or so, I got Rogers to install internet in our commercial studio that we st- we're we still in currently. Mm-hmm. And again, that was something like 20 bucks a month or 30 bucks a month, which is not a lot of money for business internet. They came, there was two vans that showed up with three dudes. They ran an actual physical cable line from across the street over the power lines into the building. They drilled a bunch of holes in the building. Like this is a commercial building with multiple units. Yeah. They ran the cable all the way down to my unit. And they're like, where would you like us to put the modem? And I said, you know what? I, I In the hallway, I had these uh, big fluorescent lights that are like two by four feet. I said, would it be... Would there be any interference from the lights if the modem sat on top? And he's mm-hmm. like, no, not not at all. Absolutely not. So they actually ran the line on the light. Like, it was insane. So Okay. I, I long- just want to say something. There's nothing, yeah. there's no difference between the commercial and the personal internet side of things. Like, there is no way that there can be a difference. It's internet. Internet is internet kind of thing. And that's the service that they'll give you for business. But for personal, they're like, you can't get internet because it's on the wrong side of the road. (laughs) (laughs) Well, different company, right? So maybe maybe if I was going the other way, maybe they'd be like, listen, we'll bend over backwards and um, we'll babysit your kid for a while, you know, but yeah, um, well, we'll see. And I'll keep you posted. I'll keep I'll keep you updated. Since we since Wednesday, the internet hasn't crashed, but it, I'm not taking any more chances because yeah, uh, it's you know what's even more frustrating is when uh, you know Hannah and I want to just kind of chill and like stream a movie because Mia's in bed and we're like oh we can't do that because the, no yeah. internet. <clears throat> so well, well, I was hanging out with my friend the other day and we have like one of those um, off-brand <laughs> companies up in this area and he's on that off-brand internet company up here and he goes oh my internet's out i'm like oh my god what do we do and then he pulls up like his cache of like folders of movies and stuff i'm like oh like this this is why people download stuff yes because that's if, why people download because i it's have like, like if i like if my internet goes out i can't watch anything have, <laughs> have you to, ever like, been to somebody's phone. house that's um uh what do they call them they basically prepare for um like doomsday yeah well no i don't think so but oh my yeah, god i know i know what you're talking about you know real people like this is it stevie cake no no oh, <laughs> i think he's completely opposite um <clears throat> um no i went to a client's home to photograph it for a real estate agent and um i walked in the basement and he's like you don't have to take a picture of this room and um oh boy so i walked in and it's it's beautifully organized but I'm talking like he the weird things that I thought were unnecessary. Yep. He had two cases of tomato paste. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, he had about eight cases of Diet Dr. Pepper. Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. Diet Dr. Unnes- Pepper. Like, unnecessary. Yes, yeah. go on. <laughs> um, what were some other things? Uh, laundry detergent. He had an insane amount of laundry detergent. They weren't pods, so he wasn't planning on eating them. Um, (laughs) it was, there was things that kind of stuck out. Um, insane amount of Mr. Noodles. Like, well, that would actually be decent. Yeah. There was, if there was like an apocalypse, Mr. Noodles would be good. (laughs) Not if you can't boil the water. What do you just eat it? Like, I guess you could eat it cold. Yeah. Ugh. But you can always start a fire, so... Oh, that's true. With the zombie skeletons. Um, 
Wait, the, do you become a zombie if you use zombie skeletons as firewood? No, only if you okay. ingest them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there was there was there was <laughs> other things, but there was there was things that jumped out that I'm like completely unnecessary, yeah. and it's taking up real estate um, from things you could be stocking. Yeah, Dr. Um, Pepper. Not Dr. Necessary. Pepper. Eight, like it was at least eight cases. They were, they were, it was almost as tall as I am. I was like, oh my God. But yeah, I can't judge. Whatever. I'm sure I do silly things that people look at me and go, what the are you thinking? Yeah. Um, you know, we're all, we all break convention at some point. Yeah. Ralph. Um, I, I have a story. <laughs> I have a story. I have a story I want to tell. <laughs> so yeah, speaking of like breaking conventions and stuff. Um, I guess it used to be a convention to send people handwritten notes. Um, and I'm trying to, well, I have been adopting that practice in my business. So occasionally I'll read the news and I'll pick out someone who has like done something exceptional in the community and I'll send them a handwritten note congratulating them or whatever. Well, Son of a beach. Pardon? <laughs> Nothing. I just mean that's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a few months ago, before Christmas, um, like I don't even think there was snow on the ground. I was at my Eat Local pickup and there was an elderly gentleman there. And um, he saw the sign on the back of my car. He's like, oh, you're a photographer. Um, started t- talking to me about photography and how much he loves it you know he went to alaska to take photos and everything like he's really into it and we talked Mm. for a little bit found out he's a financial advisor which Mm -hmm. is like means he has money right um hopefully there's there's movies about those guys with no money so (laughs) (laughs) so after i left i was like oh i should send this guy a handwritten note because this might be a good person to connect with so found his address sent him a handwritten note months later so a two weeks ago today he sends me an email um saying hey in the note i had said to him we should grab a cup of coffee and talk about photography so he sends me this email saying hey we should grab that cup of coffee um i don't check my email until mondays so i get his email and i email him back saying okay sure like when do you want to do that and he emails me back saying well i was thinking this morning i was like uh it doesn't work for me like (laughs) you guys all know how my schedule works (laughs) so we went back and forth it was a colossal pain in the butt and finally i said okay the friday after he sent the email Mm -hmm. we can meet on friday at 11. if it's not at that time it's gonna have to be in a couple weeks because i'm busy so he emails saying no i had to call him So he says, yes, that's great. I look forward to it. So he shows up on the Friday morning. I have my tea. I'm at the Frog Ponds. I have my tea. He sits down, doesn't get a coffee or anything, and sits there for a full hour without getting anything to drink. And we all know how I feel about going to a coffee shop for a meeting (laughs) and not buying anything. Okay, so that happens. Especially since you're, quote unquote, (laughs) grabbing a cup of coffee right exactly so he proceeds to tell me that you know my letter has been sitting there for months and he has been thinking about how he can possibly reach out to this young lady okay without making his wife feel insecure and i was like uh that sounds weird and then he goes is interesting okay yeah and then he goes so 
my wife went on a cruise. She's on a cruise now. So I thought, oh, now is the perfect opportunity to reach out to you. I'm like, oh, this is getting weirder. And then he goes, just so you like, I'm just going to tell you this so that you understand like how complicated the situation is. My wife is really insecure. Tells me that her ex-husband cheated on her and left her for another woman. And then he goes, she's so insecure that when she left, she said to me, so when is the slut moving in? And I'm like, this is like information that I don't need to have. Like, Wait, what? <laughs> so I don't think he was talk. I don't think she was talking about me. I think she didn't know that I sent him a letter. <laughs> but like, still, that's weird. <laughs> so then at some point he says to me, so how do you want to get started? And I was like, <laughs> I literally said, get started with what? <laughs> and he goes, well, I mean, what what did you have in mind? I'm like, um... Like I said in the letter, get coffee and talk about photography. And that is what we're doing. So uh, at another point, he points over to some of the retirees that I've gotten to know, having gone to the Frog Pond so yeah. often in the last few years. And he goes, I've known those guys for years. That's why I never come to this place. And I was like, oh, that's a red flag. <laughs> right. So finally, I was like, I have to go because we're like an hour in. I'm like, I have to go. So I get up to go and he's like, so can I buy you another coffee sometime? And I'm just thinking, you didn't buy me a coffee. You didn't buy yourself coffee. <laughs> um, and I said, I don't know. I think you need to talk to your wife. And he says, oh, well, yeah. I mean, I didn't read your note to mean anything other than what it said. I was just telling you that so that you understood the situation. And I'm just thinking, what situation? And There's if no you situation. Had, not for If you, you hadn't, like, if you didn't read it to mean anything other than what it said, then it wouldn't have crossed your mind to say what you just said. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So that all happened. And then I believe it was Monday. I was back in the Frog Ponds um, for a meeting. And I'm sitting in the back room where you can't see me from, like, the main room. And remember that this guy said that he never goes to the frog pond. Right. Well, doesn't he come strolling into the back room? And he walks up to me and I'm getting ready for my meeting. And it, oh, hi. I'm like, hi. I, and I said, I have a meeting in 15 minutes. And he goes, oh, well, can I sit with you? I said, no, I'm working. <laughs> and he goes, oh, okay. And he turns around and he walks away. So he only came into that room to talk to me, which creeps me out because it either means that he was in there, which I don't believe he was, or he saw my car on the he street. He saw your car. Yeah. That's, that's totally what happened. Yeah. And he came in because he saw my car and he was like, oh, she's in the frog pond. Yeah. So that's creepy. I didn't like it. I'm not impressed. If he ever emails me again, I'm going to have to say to him, you made me feel uncomfortable. <clears throat> so I, I'm going to give you a little bit of advice. Break yeah. the damn convention of writing handwritten notes because they mean something completely different now. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't. Yes, they do. Not uh, especially in, to no, creepy not in dudes that case. who hide shit from their wives. Oh my um, god! I have to admit, it, there was one point in in my past relationship where there, I had to be careful what I said to the person I was with because she clearly didn't understand that in the industry I work in, there are females and there are female. Um, clients and then there are female photographers and it was really hard now <laughs> I was very open and upfront but I could see the tension there but yeah. I never you know yeah would... no this is different because this guy clearly was thinking about something else exactly 
Exactly. I never oh, was cool. like, all right, well, we can't schedule this photo shoot until my wife's on a cruise. Right. Just so you know. <laughs> like, come on. It, that's, oh, what a dirtbag. And I hope he's listening. It was listening. not cool. It was you, not cool at you all. You dirtbag, you. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah. my goodness. Uh, my, my, my advice to you is to just uh, pretend this never happened. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's harmless. I don't think he's going to come stalk you or do anything else. But Well, I um, certainly hope not. Yeah. Well, it, it, And if that were the case, I'm glad that my dog has a vicious, vicious bark. <laughs> right. Oh, my goodness. Um, <clears throat> no, this individual is clearly a, a known face in the community. And, you know, other people know him and other people have seen him with you. So I don't think yeah, there's anything true. to really worry about or at all, actually. Well, Except the funny his thing wife was calling you and being like, you know, you slut. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, it was funny because he pointed at those guys and said, "I know, I've known those guys for years. That's why I don't come in here." Well, then when I got up and left him, I went and said hello to those guys, and they were like, "Who's that dude?" <laughs> <laughs> and I told them, and I think it was pretty clear. Like they could probably see me. I think it was pretty clear, like all over my face and everything. And when I was walking over to them, that I was uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. So I think they were like, what the hell is that about? Yep. But yeah. Okay. So conventions. <sighs> this is not really related all, at all, but you were talking about this breaking conventions thing and a conversation I've been having, an ongoing conversation I've been having with Kandra popped into my head, Kandra Shank. Um, and I talk about her reasonably regularly on the show. So Kandra has decided that she doesn't like canvases. And I'm like, that's cool. That's like, that's that totally breaks fine. my She's, heart. No, no, wait, wait. Because <laughs> um, everyone is like pushing canvases on their clients. Right. Um, and she's like, I don't really like canvases. Like, I would rather do framed <coughs> prints. And she's like, is that okay? I'm like, of course it's okay. <laughs> if your look is framed prints, do framed prints. And then she goes, I kind of want to have one frame in these different sizes and that's what i do i do a frame Amazing. in 60 by 20 i do a frame in this size i do a frame in 20 by 30 and that's what i do it's one frame it comes in three colors that's it i would like, even say go go down to two colors yeah it's either black or white yeah yeah but so she says that i'm like that sounds like a really good idea that's genius so like you have these this one frame in three different colors in three different sizes and that's the options for your clients, if they want something else, then it's an additional fee because rather than stocking, yeah, rather than stocking all of these different frames, you can take them to the gallery and have them pick out the frame that they want and like make it an experience and charge a premium on it. And that totally makes a lot of sense. And it makes decision making so much easier for your clients because you say these are the three options pick one. And for most people, they're going to be like, thank goodness. Like that makes it so yeah. much easier to make a decision. Um, well, well and this she is exactly what I'm talking about. Breaking convention. Yeah. The convention so wait, is to oh, do something else. And I know I'm yes. cutting you off and yeah. I'm trying and I, and I see I'm the frustration you in your is. face Stop and I'm talking. not going to let Stop you talk. Talking. <laughs> no. So what she did was she went to the gallery and she said, yeah. this is what I want to do. And I want to pick one frame. Guess what they told her. Okay. <laughs> no, they said, no, you can't do that. You need to have four frames. Get out. Not okay. one frame in three colors. You need to have four options for your clients. So she got all flustered. She was like, oh my God, I need to have four options. She took these four frames, took them home and she took a picture of them and sent them to me. I'm like, 
There are four white frames. They are all pretty much exactly the same. One of them has a bevel. One of them is like thicker, mm-hmm. like from the wall thicker. I guess deeper would be the term. <laughs> um, and mm-hmm. she's like, I, I don't, I just, I want to do one frame. I'm like, yes, do one frame. You do not need to have four frames. And it frustrates me to no end that someone told her, no, you can't do that. You need to have four options for your Why clients. did they tell her she can't do it? Did they tell her she can't do it because they don't want to service her? Or did they tell her, no, you can't do that. The clients need choice. Yes, you oh. can't do that. Your clients need choice. You, Which that, at that point, is, you just need to tell the people to fuck off. Yeah. I, well, and I was so angry because I was just thinking they don't want choice because the minute you put four frames in front of them, they're going to be like, I don't know which one to pick. Yep. And you say, which one of these <clears throat> do you want? I don't know. Well, here's the problem, too. <laughs> the prices are going to vary between them. And they might vary exactly. enough that the people will just pick the price point all the time. Exactly. But if you don't yep. give them that option because it's super ugly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, we're on mm-hmm. the same page. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly <laughs> where I'm coming from. So the convention <sighs> is yes. to look what your buddy's doing. And when I say buddy, I just mean your competition, the somebody that you're competing with. And I don't care if you're the best of friends. If you're offering the same service in the same community to the same clients, you're competing. And even though it might be a friendly competition, you're freaking competing. Now, it's okay to look at the other photographers or whatever you have, whatever business you're in, for inspiration, for ideas. But don't for the don't look at them for, you know, gospel. Don't don't look at them to copy them. Well, it's okay to copy some things, but don't don't well, make your business um, run exactly the exactly same. The same. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Well, Sophia offers canvas, so I guess I should too. Yeah, I'm going to offer canvases, and Sophia yeah. offers. Do you know? Uh, well, do you know what I'm learning from this conversation? So I have all of these products, and some of them are different products. But she's gone and said, "I'm going to have one frame. That's mm-hmm. what I'm going to offer with my packages." I'm like, that's genius. I have products in like my shoot proof galleries that no one ever buys. And I just put them there because it's an option and they're really expensive. And I'm looking at her do this and I'm like, I'm going to copy you. I am taking those products down that I don't use. And I offer different products than she does that are unique. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be like, these are the products that I offer. (laughs) For the past five, six, going on six years, we've only offered one choice for an album. Mm-hmm. You you can only get this album. Yep. That's it. Yep. <clears throat> and I'm thinking of doing and, that. Well. And there's only two sizes. Yeah. You either get 10 inch or 12 inch. So what I did was I had like the fine art albums, which I get from Lokta in the States. Yeah. And then I have the albums from um, GTA. And all of these albums, like different covers are different prices. Too many choices. You know what I did? I have a price, one price for GTA albums. I have one price for Lokta albums. It doesn't matter what cover you get. You pick the album. Yep. That's your price. That's you your pick price. your cover. And so I'm doing flush mount albums and fine art albums. Those are the two options. <laughs> so on that topic, I find that quite often yes. we do that because we think we have to, because we think we have to appease the client. Oh, no. I love the fine art albums. Well, and I don't mean fine art versus lay flat versus flush yes. mount versus whatever. Yeah. I'm talking about offering a multitude of product. Yes. Yeah. Um, there was a point where I offered an engraved iPod and then later <laughs> an iPad with your wedding package. <laughs> and 
I booked a few weddings because of it, but what it included was all your digital images on an iPod, <laughs> like a little iPod, whatever they're called, touch. And yeah. it was engraved, you know, so uh, Lego and Ego 2015. Type <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> and people thought, it, you know, who thought it was really cool? The nerdy techie people yeah. who who loved the tech, but never really wanted to go out and buy it because it was kind of out of their price range or whatever. And now there was like an excuse to get it. Yeah. So it was a lot of Apple fanboys and girls. And so I noticed that about two years later, another photographer started offering iPad uh, iPods. And what he did is he offered an iPod classic and he even, so it was like this big fat iPod with yeah. the photos on it full high res photos on it that you can download from the iPods and I don't really know what he did but it also had the music from their wedding so like yeah like their first dance is that that legal I don't know (laughs) I really don't know honestly so uh, maybe he asked for their email and bought the song for them I don't really know but it was it was so weird that I actually uh, from from an outside perspective, I saw how cheesy it was that I was like, done. We're not doing this anymore. Yeah. And shortly yeah. after, so I used to offer three different album choices. You could get uh, an album from a company in Italy called Graphy Studio, uh. which I actually really enjoyed the variety of things and the quality of their metallic prints. But oh, they for were, sure. They were yeah. annoying. Um, then I offered a an album from what the is that company called super high-end very expensive and i don't recall the name so sorry guys you don't get a plug um you don't well you don't get a chance to be embarrassed Uh, (laughs) so don't know what they were um then i offered a third choice which was kind of a budget album Mm -hmm. and to tell you the truth today i only offer that quote-unquote budget album like it's, I'll be completely honest with people, it's, the company used to be called something else, but now they're called like Zeno or something, Z-N-O, yeah. Yeah. and their quality is better than good enough. Like, yeah. it's actually good. And yes, it comes from China, but the best part is, I can drop ship that stuff to my clients. So, when I photographed a wedding for clients in Miami, mm-hmm. I didn't have to get the album shipped here, I just drop shipped it. Now, here's the funny part. Anybody who's learned that, I did that, they were up in arms and going, what? You didn't even inspect the album when it arrived? No, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> what, what would be the difference? So the album comes to me. I inspect it. It sucks. I call the company and tell them to fix it. Or the album comes to my clients. They tell me it sucks. And I call the company and they fix it. Mm-hmm. Regardless, I would have to call the client and say, the album has been delayed. It sucks. Yeah. So I'm taking that chance. And to this day, not a single album sucks. Yeah. Um, so uh, I only offer Canvas and only offer... I actually do offer three frames, funny enough. You <laughs> can get it in white, brown, or black. Yeah. Is it the same frame, though? It's the same freaking frame. Yeah, exactly. And I only offer one mat. It's white. either white <laughs> white, yeah. or yeah. white 
Um, yeah. Customers sometimes say, can I get a black mat? And I tell them, you don't want it. It looks ugly. Yeah, like you're going to get a black frame with a black mat. That's going to look stupid. And I show them uh, pictures of what I have in my house. And it's black frames with white mats. Mm-hmm. White, ridiculously, grossly oversized mats. Like I love five, yeah. six inch mats. Yeah. Um, and I tell them like, we don't have to go that thick because that means your frame is going to be bigger. It'll be more expensive, but whatever. I don't offer. One thing I don't do is I don't offer standard sizes. I send people home and I tell them to measure their wall where they're going to put this freaking thing. And I tell them to tell me the size because I do my own printing. I do custom printing. And so it's a little bit frustrating for some people when they say, well, can you tell me your price list? And then I tell them, well, it's $7 per United inch. Pick a, pick a size you want. I mean, it's, it's $7. That's, that's, and they go, well, is that for canvas or prints? I'm like, pick one. I don't care. (laughs) <laughs> that, that's my standard price. It's $7 per inch. Go pick, go pick what you want. You want a canvas yep. on your wall? We'll give you a canvas. You want a, you want a print in a frame? We'll give you a print in a frame. It'll look like this. So, Kendra, please don't think that oh. it's not okay, even though it breaks my heart because you have a Dropbox folder set up, ready to go for canvases. It Don't breaks worry. my heart. Maybe, maybe she I'll can do order. She her. can order prints from you. I so. hope so. I hope so. She, <laughs> she's probably like, screw that guy. I'm not ordering prints from him. Um, also, I just I, I was playing with Facebook this morning and uh, with Messenger, and I noticed just this morning that there is a message sitting on Facebook from one of our listeners, and I didn't read all of it yet, but it? because we're not friends. Oh, yeah. It goes to the... It's from Corey Gardner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he said that he sent you a message and you didn't respond. <laughs> January 22nd. Oh, that's not so bad. It's not terrible, but I'm going to respond today. And I have... Uh, Maybe we should like put your email out there so people can email instead. Yes. I have six messages sitting in there from uh, oh, since boy. the beginning of the year. So over the last five weeks, I have been ignoring six people. No, mind you, five people and a group of people that I'm glad I was ignoring because it looks like a, one of those chain, chain how, mail. Yeah, I can't remember how to get to that like other inbox now. Like, um, sometimes it shows up saying you have a message request. but <clears throat> So when you click in Facebook on your uh, little message icon yeah. in your browser, um, at the very top, it says recent, uh, and then to the right of it says message requests. Hmm. And then uh, there was there was a number six beside it. It's now disappeared because I clicked on it. Oh, um, yeah. So that and that's that's the problem is I I haven't been really using Messenger too much over the last couple of weeks, so I didn't notice it, and mm-hmm. it doesn't send me notifications. So, anyways, that's neither here nor there. Um. Corey, if you're listening to this and I haven't replied, uh, then check your other messages or something. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm replying to you today as soon as we're yeah. done. So breaking convention. Um, we're we're right on topic. We're right. We're kind of hitting the nail right on the head here with. Oh, my the God. Do whatever to. you want. Yeah. If you have an idea, run with it. For goodness sake. Yeah, that should have been our episode, really. Like, hi, welcome. We're talking about breaking convention. Do whatever you want. See you next week. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's really yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but I, but I, I told you before we started recording that I kind of wanted to share some stories to give people yes. ideas of why this popped in my head. Yeah. And I touched on this recently, but I'm going to go a little bit more in depth on it. And it has to do with uh, the lighting that I've been using lately. So there's a company called Rigid and they make tools. And these tools in Canada anyways are specific to Home Depot. And I'm at Home Depot a lot because I have a, a rental property and I buy things for the house. And one day I saw these lights that run on the batteries that my tools run on. And I decided to give them a chance just in case I'm working in the dark in the basement. So it was a really good price. So I picked one up. I picked one light up just to literally have around. And when I brought this light home, I took it out of the box, I put a battery in it, I turned it on, and I was just blinded. I was like, whoa, that's a lot of light. <clears throat> on the back, there's a little dial to turn it up and down to, to turn the intensity. Cool. Uh, the head swivels, like up and down, it tilts rather. Uh, yeah. Cool. And as I keep examining this light, I notice it's got a hole, like a threaded metal thread on the back that you can thread a spigot for your light stand into it. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's really cool. I don't have to buy a special stand for this light that <coughs> the company wants like $150 for. I, I'll use one of my light stands. And literally, I went and grabbed a light stand and put it on. And then I was looking at it and I'm like, hmm, I'm going to grab that little elbow that you can use to put an umbrella in mm -hmm. and put your off-camera flash on top. Put the light on onto that little elbow put an umbrella in it and shine the light through an umbrella. And the quality of light was insane. Mm -hmm. I turned a work light into a photography type light. Now, did you say you can adjust the like intensity of it? Yes. Yeah. It's got a little yeah. dial on the back. You can dial it in <coughs> and it's about five stops. Hmm. Okay. So, um, and then if I needed a little bit brighter, a little bit darker, whatever, I can always move it or adjust my aperture or, well, I would adjust my shutter speed in this case. And that's the beauty part of continuous light. Not only do you kind of see what you get, but you can adjust the shutter speed and keep your ISO and keep your uh, aperture and just kind of call it a day, right? Like, yeah. like it, it seemed like a, a win. So I got in the car and I went back to Home Depot and I bought three more of them. And I only bought three more of them because they were that's all they had left. Yeah. Had they had 40 of them, I'd probably buy 20. Yeah. And <clears throat> so now I have four of these lights. And you can literally pick all of them up in two of, in two of your hands. They're so freaking light. And because I already have about a dozen or so batteries for uh, my tools... I can actually use these on location anywhere I want. Mm -hmm. They're meant to take a beating. I can put them on their side, on the ground, on the floor, hanging from a tree. I can literally do whatever the, you know. Yeah. And so I started to. I've been, I've photographed a person with them. I've, I photographed all my product for my website, for my other venture, for those of you who don't know. I started another um, online retail store called Pedal Boss, and it caters to the music community, where I sell uh, mostly Canadian-made, uh, boutique, handmade guitar pedals. Hey, they need to be photographed. 
and I love the what you see is what you get with the con- of continuous light because I can manipulate it and I can see my shadows, my everything, and my camera just sits. Actually, who am I kidding? I don't photograph with a camera all the time. 99% of the time, I'm using portrait mode on my cell phone. So iPhone 8, portrait mode, rigid lights, I'm doing product shoot. Why? Because most of my images end up to be uh, 1,024 pixels, uh, cropped to a square, and the phone is better than good enough. In some cases, it's even better than my camera because Mm -hmm. it's faster. I just yeah. go select, 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 uh, airdrop. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'll kind of wrap this up a little bit. And it was all good. And I just felt super cool about it. I didn't go out and start telling everybody about it. And I don't think I ever would have. And not from the perspective of, haha, this is my dirty little secret. It's just, it was kind of like, well, this works for me. So, you know, it's not anything new. I don't need to sell it to anybody. Like it, it was just kind of like, okay, I'm doing this. I forgot. I forget about this when I put it away until I was photographing a house and the real estate agent kind of said like, it's kind of a dark and dingy house. You know, you might want to bring a flash or something because he knows that I don't shoot with flash indoors. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so rather than bringing a flash, I brought a rigid light with me mm-hmm. and these little things even have a little belt clip. So you can actually hang it off of your pocket or... Thank God. <laughs> yeah. So I come in with my camera on the tripod and this light hanging on my belt. Uh, and the stare I got from him, like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, my client is here. He's going to... I told him I'm bringing a professional photographer and you're showing up with like a rigid work light. And kind of pissed me off a little bit because I, I thought, you know you shouldn't worry about what I look like. You should worry about the images that I'm providing to you. And so I would go room to room and I would hold this light in my hand and I would bounce it off of the ceiling and behind me. Yeah. And the cool thing is the camera is sitting on the tripod. Live view is on and I'm manipulating the light until I'm really happy with the result. And when I'm happy with the result, I hit the shutter release button. It's on a two yeah. second delay timer. One, two, click. Boom, photo looks great. We move on to the next room. We move on to the exterior. And I even tried it on the exterior because it was really harsh light. And I'm like, oh, I'm just going to shine this. And it kind of softened up the shadows of the roof line. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. At this point, I'm playing. And, I, and, and he continued to razz me. And like, I get it. He was sort of joking. But it pissed me off because it's like, why do I have to look the part? You know, I'm I'm doing my own work. I'm doing it well. I'm delivering quality images on time. What the, what's your problem? Like, why can't you just let me work? And, you know, it, and it hit me because as I was leaving, I thought, well, here's a typical real estate agent. He, he has nice shoes. He, yeah. he's leasing a, a, a brand new Cadillac. This, I'm not making this up. Yeah. Um, young guy leasing a, a Cadillac sedan. Come on, you you should be smarter than that. You look at you look like an old dude. So there's my convention for you. Everything about him was like just screamed. You know, I, I, you're trying to fit in. You're trying to look the part. Mm-hmm. And it was weird when I didn't look the part. But at the end of the day, 
I mean, it, it, it it's upsetting me, not because I upset him and he now thinks less of me. It's upsetting me because people don't have an open mind. Mm-hmm. You know, just like Kendra with the canvases, she was a little bit worried that she might not be fitting yeah. in. Or well, like someone tells her you can't do that. And she thinks I can't like. <laughs> you Yeah, you need to kind of be like, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm doing it uh, unless you don't want me to come here. Mm-hmm. If you're telling me that you're not going to do my frames, then I'll just go somewhere else. Yeah. And, you know, and th- that's why you and I exist in this sort of capacity as double exposure show. Because. It, yeah. Well, you know what? Like the frame story, for example. So this guy at the gallery is telling her you need to do this. And he's saying it because he thinks I know what's best for you. Right. Exactly. And I'm trying to help you out. And it really and. I do this to people all the time, Um, especially like with my friends who have like chaotic relationships and stuff. Like you Mm -hmm. need to stop doing that because it's hurting you kind of thing. But at the same time, like who the heck am I to tell people (laughs) what to do? And so it drives me nuts when people tell other people what to do in their lives because... Well, for what it's worth, Sophia, you're not in a chaotic relationship, so you must know something. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I'm really good at staying away from chaotic relationships, but (laughs) Um, yeah, like, and when people post things on on Facebook and they're like, you need to do this and this and this and this, and I'm like, no, I don't. Stop telling me what to do. (laughs) Yeah. I hate it. I hate it when people tell other people what to do. So that was one of my... um, stories about breaking convention and how I'm doing it, why I'm doing it and yep. why it's okay to do it. And I'm glad you shared Kendra's story. And and it's funny. I, I'm, I never even thought about that because to me that didn't seem like I was being unconventional. Right. I thought that I was just being, I want to say well, fluid, but efficient for myself. That's the funny thing too, because when I, graduated school and you were using alien b lights yes um and i ended up using alien b lights and while we're in school like they would have taught you that alien b lights are not appropriate correct as a professional photographer that you should be using one of these brands of lights because i don't know they're more powerful or something and by the way i still oh, the use big, the biggest uh, influence was that they weren't csa approved uh, who, who cares and so what's csa <laughs> yeah so um i still use the same two alien b lights Mm -hmm. that i got when i graduated school pump the brakes two you don't have five you have two no i use two lights and frankly i only use one most of the time i don't use a background light because that produces effect an effect that i do not like Mm-hmm. Um, I rarely use a hair light because I normally use a big softbox. And guess what? The light from the softbox spills onto the hair. You right. don't need a hair light. <laughs> but and you ahead. don't call a one-stop ratio three to one, which is weird too, right? Yeah. <laughs> you can, go, you like, can start a whole new episode from here. What What are my What are my lights like? For is it four hundred watts or what is it? Uh, which ones do you have? The B eight hundred. B four hundred. They're They're I technically one hundred and sixty watt seconds. Yeah, so I don't e- I don't even have the more powerful alien bees. I no, got you the have cheaper the least ones. Powerful ones. Yeah, I got the cheaper ones, and I am still using them. And yeah. by the way, I never 
ever turn them up above like halfway intensity. I am always below the halfway mark. Yeah. <laughs> well, the biggest issue with lights is that is the salespeople, and that's because when you, when you're at the point when you're buying lights, yep. you don't really know what you need or how you're going to use them yeah. or what you're using them for. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. So they always tell you, well, okay, you you know, just in case. Well, you should buy the the bigger one just in case you nope. need the power. No. Um I uh, I always use my lights at the lowest setting possible. So yeah. I actually have two B400s myself. And mm-hmm. when I'm in the studio, I mean, they're set up in the studio on on, on stands ready to go. Um, like, that's what I'll use. And up until now, um, I've if I had to bring lights to a wedding to kind of do a shoot on the dance floor or whatever, I brought the B400s. Uh, I even order white ones because, I you know, kind of like white, wedding, whatever. Mine are yellow. <laughs> Which, how dare you? That's so unprofessional. But le- lemons. <laughs> I, I totally get it. I know. Which is which is amazing. Um, and again, I don't know what to tell why, you. Why is this company making yellow lights? Because pink. People, they have pink ones, don't they? They have pink ones. They had purple like, ones, orange ones. Some of these were like uh, limited edition. Um, but I absolutely love what this company does. And this company gets a lot of slack too, because, uh, or a lot of flack. I don't even know. Is it slack or flack? Flack, I guess. Yeah. (sighs) Sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's call it slack. Let's call it slack, Petro. Let's call it slack. (laughs) Well, this company gets a lot of shit on, uh, them because they are selling really cheap lights. The housing is plastic. Um, mm-hmm. They use regular light bulbs for their modeling la- lights, you know, like, and the industry kind of hates on them. And yes, the pro photo light is better when compared to the Paul C. Buff lights like Alien Bees, etc. And yes, I've used pro photo lights. As a matter of fact, I own pro photo lights. I have mm-hmm. a battery pack. I or not a battery pack, but a, a power power pack, right? I, I, I really like what they do. I really like the controls I have, um, but I don't use it. Mm-hmm. I really don't. You know, it just sits in the briefcase collecting no dust because it's uh, shielded from the environment. But but it's, it's okay. You know, if a lot of photographers lately are not even buying lights. They're buying flashes, like the off-camera flashes. And they're doing the whole like off camera thing because yeah, I and I hate that I, it's called off camera because studio lights like big strobes are also off camera. So that I don't but, like yeah, flashes kind of drive me nuts except in like very specific conditions. Mm-hmm. I just want to bounce the flash off the ceiling. That's all I want to do. Ever. Right. Well, so, and the reason I have these little elbows that have soft boxes and umbrellas to go in them that I use for my yes. rigid lights is because there was a there was a time about ten years ago where I went to a bunch of yard sales and bought a bunch of Vivitar two eighty three flashes mm-hmm. for anywhere from five to ten dollars, mm-hmm. and they and I used them mm-hmm. uh, instead of my Alien Bees or instead of now rigid lights. So even back then, I had invested about $100 or less into my lighting setup that I could bring on location with me. And yep. they weren't TTL, they weren't anything. So I had to learn that, all right, if I put this light 15 feet away from my subject and I just blast the power full full pop, it's going to give me a 4 at 200 ISO or something. Like mm-hmm. Eventually, you just know. 
and eventually you just kind of set it up and you pop, you do a test pop and you're like, well, that's going to be five, six, or that's going to be two, eight. You kind of know because you know your lights. But even then I got a little bit less, um, crap from people because it was almost, because it was still, the product was made for photography, right? So it was, it was almost like I was an innovator. Oh, wow. You use like cheap old Vivitars. Amazing. That's cool. Yeah. I read about other people doing that. And I have to admit, I read about other people doing it too. That's what gave me the idea to get a bunch of them and use them all the time. But the minute I turned to something that wasn't intended to photograph for photography, it's like, whoa, 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 excuse me. That Mm -hmm. cannot be done. So brings me to let you speak this time. That's what I'm going to (laughs) do. Well, and for me, if you took that stuff to a wedding and you set that up during a first dance, I feel like that would almost be more appropriate than using a flash during a first dance because it's constant light. It's not going on and off. The video guy would be like, you're amazing. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And any video person would be like, thank you so much for not using flash. But also like you always end up pointing the flash in someone's face like i don't know i just want to make a correction when i said yes. video guy i wanted to include a video girl in there as well <laughs> to, don't mean to break convention or anything but yeah um you know something funny just I, I just thought about it i have never worked with a video girl it's always been a video guy and well, that's interesting video guys if you're listening to our podcast total respect for you but why are three quarters of you uh very creepy looking people yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I I've just act- totally alienated like a lot of our listeners. I'm sure they're like Petro <laughs> sucks. <laughs> so I've worked with a few female videographers, and the no, funny no, thing no is, um, they're always in a partnership, like domestic partnership, with the person that they work with. Okay. Every single one of them that I've worked with has been like, I assume, I assume not the technical mind behind the business because they always seem to be the communicator in the right. business. So, so they're the, the they're doing all the person, talking and and then yeah. the, the person who's shooting the most like is whole and it's always funny because like the female has like a nice DSLR that she's shooting with and then the guy has this like flipping rig. <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing too. The best video I've ever received was uh, like we book video packages and we just basically offer it as one package, but. It's, it's completely outsourced. We hire yeah. third yeah. parties to do it. And um, the best video I received was from a guy who was shooting with uh, Canon Rebels and uh, 7Ds. Yeah. Now, and it, uh, for me, I prefer that look too. Well, I've had, I had guys that, that had like these rolling stands with like mm-hmm. production type cameras on them during the, yep. like, and they had like a, a, a guy w- like running his cables like I'm talking it looked like they were filming a movie yep and it sucked I know <laughs> that's that always seems to be the case and I think when they came out with <coughs> video on DSLRs like mm-hmm. it totally changed videography for weddings especially because the video just looks so much nicer right. to me it does that's the look that I prefer where you have like a narrow depth of well, field and and I've even had people like geez I hope they don't listen and like figure out who they are uh <laughs> but i've had people who had like high-end dslrs like um 5d mark threes and whatnot yeah. and and even uh the red camera like i've mm-hmm. had people bring those 
and I just didn't like their footage as much because I, I just I feel like it lacked a little creativity. Like mm-hmm. they leaned a little bit too much on the equipment. And, yeah. you know, and, and so here's a person who's breaking convention who's like, you know, F you all. I'm just going to buy a Rebel and some nice uh, uh, lenses. And like he, he had a little rig where it was kind of like easier to focus and he had a bigger monitor for it. Mm-hmm. But it was fairly compact. Like it, it was just it was the size of a soccer ball. And he just kind of held it at the top, shot from like the waist level, and it looked amazing. Like, oh, and he had, um, uh, this is why I really liked it, because he had a separate audio recorder. He had one of those Zoom recorders with a mic on the camera feeding it into the Zoom recorder. So he had a separate audio file. So it wasn't just using, I thought that was really cool. Like, I admired his technical knowledge and -hmm. the fact that he kind of you know broke convention to do that and yeah. and that's not even really breaking convention he just he just embraced the fact that you know what I, this is the equipment i can afford or this is the equipment i want to use and, and that's great so uh i want to tell a little story still yes. it's it goes back to my college days when i was quote-unquote learning photography now by this point, I had already had a lot of exposure to photography with my godfather in Ukraine, who was a university professor in a kind of communication field. So he taught a lot of this. He showed me the darkroom. My cousin um, showed me how to shoot and develop film. And in high school, I had a lot of exposure to it. So I had three different points of views from two different countries. I had a really deep understanding of it. So when I started photography in college, guess what? We started with black and white film, mm-hmm. but I already had a, a experience. So when we started to photograph on medium format film, the medium format, <clears throat> for those of you who don't know what the hell I'm talking about, it was a, a roll of film that didn't have any sprockets. It was flat, no no holes in it, but it was also, I believe, two and a half inches or maybe two and a quarter inches in width. So like a 35 millimeter is about is like less than 50% of the width of this film. And this film, the negative size or the transparency size was very large. Um, if you had a Hasselblad camera, it was a square six by six centimeters or two and a quarter by two and a quarter centimeters. Um, and so you had a big negative and better quality, etc. So when you when you bought this film, it came in 110 or 220. And I think that refers to centimeters. So you could get 110 centimeters of film or 220. Well, 220 centimeters was double the length. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are you getting where I'm going? So <laughs> since we developed this black and white film ourselves, the tanks that we developed it in had reels you could put in. And the reel was big enough to put 220 type film on it. Well, I shot with 110 film because it was cheaper. Like I didn't have to expose all the film. I could only expose a part of it at a time. But certain photo shoots or sometimes you didn't get back to the darkroom um, in time or for a couple of days. So I'd have, let's say, four rolls of film to develop. And just like my colleagues, my classmates rather, who had multiple rolls of film to develop, we would load a roll of film onto a reel, do our little shaking dance. Half an hour later, the film is drying and you go on to your next roll of film. Well, this was frustrating to me because I didn't want to buy a bigger tank and use more chemicals. And I thought, well, for fuck's sakes, this this has got to be a better way. So what I did in the dark is I actually advanced my 110 roll of film 
all the way to the end of the reel. And then I took the next roll of film and put it behind it. So I loaded two rolls of film on the same reel. I was so excited that I went to my instructor slash professor and I said, Hey, Dave, I won't, I won't say your last name. Let me guess. Yeah. Anyways, he was, he was our, (laughs) he was our homeroom teacher. (laughs) For those of you who were in college with me, you know who it was. He wasn't a homeroom teacher. It was just a hint at his last name. Don't Google him. But anyways, I said, Hey Dave, I just, I, I just thought this is really cool because I'm, I'm, Using the same amount of developer because it's the same volume. The, the, mm-hmm. the tank is the same volume. But I'm developing two rolls of film. And this is what I did with it. Without listening at all, he was just like, no, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. No, 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 no. And dismissed me completely. Yeah. Shot me down. Yeah. My, my feelings were hurt. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wasn't looking for praise. I was sharing something that I thought was really cool. Did I think it was innovative? No. Did I think it was a really cool workaround solving a problem and, you know, time and efficiency? Well, fuck yeah. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I thought I was like, oh my God, we're going to free up so much darkroom time. So here's what happened. He basically told me I'm an idiot without saying it in those kind of words. And... uh, and, and, you know, he was really nice. He always treated me very well, and he was encouraging, always encouraging me to enter competitions, had really nice things to say, but he was very black and white, pun intended. Mm-hmm. Um, he was very much like, that's not how you do it. Mm-hmm. And I have to admit, it sort of raped my creativity a bit, because but from did- then forward, sorry, I was just kind of focusing on getting the grades. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Go ahead, please. Well, did you develop the photos like that? All, it's from that time forward. I, yeah. I I just said, you know, screw you. I'm doing what I'm doing. They, they looked exactly the same. They still looked good. Yep. To the point where I would actually tell my classmates, oh, you only have one roll of 110? I have one roll of 110. Or 120, sorry. It wasn't... It wasn't 110 it was 120 and 220 sorry oh so i would say you only have one roll of 120 let me put it let me piggyback it on mine and i'll develop it for you (laughs) and like my classmates started giving me money and i was like no no you take your money you go buy a coffee and bring me one back and i'll be okay with that (laughs) yeah you know like it's like i'm not doing this for profit like give me a break but it was it was just like i think half of the class started piggybacking on me and i'm sure one or two people tried it themselves i know a lot of people came back and said i can't do it mm-hmm. uh, like i I've, just, I've tried but i fold my film in half and i break my film and maybe that's where this individual was coming from like you shouldn't do it be- or do it very carefully but i mastered it like i i just i'm i'm still frustrated about it because mm-hmm. when i entered the college realm of instruction I made sure to encourage creativity and <laughs> sorry, I, I, I find it funny because I'm also fr- still frustrated with a situation with the exact same <laughs> teacher. Right. <laughs> nice guy, though. Like I, I, I've gone for a motorcycle ride with him. Um, we've had uh, we had drinks. 
Um, I I mean nothing. I I, I want I don't want to say anything mean about him at all. And this is a public forum, so to speak. Like, oh, well, we're, here's the thing: people can be good and make like bad comments and. Well, I'm calling him out because I was no frustrated. Yeah, and I wasn't frustrated with, with with his teaching style or anything. I was frustrated that he didn't listen to me. You know yeah. what I mean? Now, I think I think to this day that's my biggest pet peeve is when people don't listen to what I have to say. And you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm just gonna cry now. <laughs> Muffin. Yeah. <laughs> well. Do you have any more stories to add or anything else um, before we kind of wrap up and just generalize at what we talked about? Well, so the same gallery that Kandra is was talking to, I go to them for um, framing as well. And like, maybe you can give me some advice here because there is something I want to do with my vintage frames. Um, like I would like to do acrylic, print acrylic so you can see through um, instead of having a matting around the photo. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? So you want to print on acrylic, which can be done. No, no I want to do a, a print, and then I want to suspend it between two pieces of acrylic. Oh, right. So instead of having a matting around it, it'll just be clear. You'll see Oh, that's amazing. That's excellent. Yeah. And the guy at the gallery is like, no, no, you can't do that. <laughs> All right, send it to me. We'll do it for you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Might have to do that. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm gonna have to have that conversation with him again. I'm gonna be like, no, 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 we're doing it. Just you can do also it. do it yourself as long as you can source the acrylic. Yeah. Well, the trick is like getting it into the frame, <laughs> which you, there's always workarounds. You right? cut it to it size. I mean, yeah. There's there's always workaround. There's cutting acrylic is kind of well, just YouTube it. It, it will. Yeah. There's there's a couple of ways. Um, you well, can use like a yeah. bandsaw. <laughs> moving on <laughs> i i think what we're saying is do what you want guys you, like if you right? say i have this idea i want to do this thing i am kind of thinking about filling my entire season 2019 wedding season with weddings that i give away engagement sessions for so i'm That's doing cool. an engagement session engagement giveaway right now and like I have a number of couples that I've already talked to that I'm like, yeah, I want to work with these people. And what I'm doing is I'm like opening myself up to weddings that are not in my immediate area <clears throat> and also people who I believe can afford my services. So I, my plan is do the engagement session, blow them away and then have them book me for their wedding. <laughs> so, so I'm thinking of just something similar to that. And I'm not saying yeah. this is going to happen to you. Mm hmm. <clears throat> but <clears throat> I used to give away engagement sessions at bridal shows. Yeah. And it seemed like people who were winning them uh, yeah. already had a photographer. Ah, so this is not an engagement contest. This is an engagement right. giveaway. So they yeah. sign up. I pick who gets the session. Nice. So they're filling out a worksheet. And one of the questions is, do you have a photographer for your wedding yet? So if and it says you ha can't have a photographer for your wedding or you are not eligible. <laughs> Makes sense. So, so I'm talking to these people and then based on our conversation that I'm picking who wins. And then I actually used to donate engagement sessions mm -hmm. to like stag and does and stuff. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Neat. Yeah. It was, it was cool because then people could bid on it. Yeah. The bride and groom get money 
And yep. then hopefully the people who are bidding on it are friends of the bride and groom and they're about to get married. Yeah. And out of, let's say, eight that I donated, mm-hmm. only one booked me. Mm-hmm. Only one took advantage of it. And only one uh, uh, did the wedding so, with me. Yeah. So these people, it's um, they have signed up for the engagement giveaway. So they're doing the session. Do you know what I mean? Yes. It's not like, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I get it. Um, I'm just kind of sharing. But I'm just thinking of like, it'd be so much easier to book all of 2019 doing that and knowing that I'm going to like, like these people (laughs) than, than trying to fix my website and drive traffic from Facebook and blah, blah, blah. I don't like websites. (sighs) Well, and you know, Google went and screwed up SEO. Yep. I don't know. I don't know much about it, but yeah. Oh, my traffic's my traffic's way down on my website since the beginning of January. Well, every January I had a sharp drop, anyways. But we'll see. You're probably right. Um, We'll see how it goes. We, um, yeah. Facebook's changing some stuff too. Uh, I'm, I'm not frustrated about anything because. I always feel that this is this is me, and this has a lot to do with this topic we're talking about. Anytime Facebook changes something or Google changes something or whatever, I don't get pissed off. I think they're doing it for a reason. They're smarter than me. They're making a shitload of money. Um, they're doing it for a reason, okay? And hopefully they learned their lesson from Coca-Cola when they're like, oh, new recipe. And they're like, no, 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 we're going back. Because, hey, worst case scenario, they're going to be like, whoa, 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 we're going back. We're going to go back to the way things are. And any services, except Rogers, um, they provide services that they strive to always make them better and more efficient. So I'm, I'm okay. I'm open-minded to this. And it has a lot to do with our episode, right? Like, just, just be yourself. Do your own thing. <laughs> yeah. How inspirational is that? You know, You know what I noticed? You and I somewhat <laughs> yes. break convention in how we do this show. No kidding. <laughs> right? Um, so right from the get-go, we went, uh, uh, what, what do you call it, where, where we swear, that uh, R rating or something. <laughs> yes. And we didn't really swear a lot, but I had somebody say this to me. They're like, you know, if, what do you call that, what do you call that rating? Explicit? Explicit, thank you. I had somebody say this to me during our first 10 episodes or so. They said, you know, if you didn't do explicit, maybe you'd get more listeners. Mm. So I was just like, uh-huh. mm, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's funny because Ralph sent me a message um, the other day and he was listening to our last episode. Right. And he goes, did you guys make a conscious decision to swear more? He's like, because you keep swearing and it doesn't sound natural. I'm like, no. <laughs> Oh, I was trust just me, Ralph. When I swear it's natural. <laughs> I do hold myself back a little bit sometimes when I I want to say something and I'm just like, well, I don't really feel that bad about it, so I'm going to tone it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not afraid of swearing, yeah. but I might hold myself back once in a blue moon just for context, just for convention, everybody, okay? Um, but yes, we're a little bit unorthodox. Uh, we're a little bit off the cuff, we're a little bit different, and yeah. we'll talk about uh, female body parts, animals, food, 
And what did we talk about when we started this episode? Uh, creepy dudes uh, meeting oh. Sophia for coffee. Yeah. Um, because that's that's how we do things. And if you've been listening for the last 67 episodes, I'm hoping we're doing something right. Now, we're doing it because it works. Because it works for us. It works for our cam- our chemistry, our dynamics, you know. And you might not know this, but as we do this, we see each other. We're, what? We're li- <laughs> yeah, put on a shirt. Um, <laughs> and I, so there, there are times where I'm talking and Sophia's just like making like handguns gestures to her head like she's going to blow her brains out because I'm talking too much or, you know, she's cutting my throat with her hand like I'm going to kill you. You're just taking too long, too long. So, it's more often like keep talking. I'll be yes, back. I, I know have to exactly. I was getting to that. She she points at her headphones, puts them on the table, and runs away. Uh, goes to pee, gets a yeah. gets a smoothie, comes back, and joins the conversation while the entire time I've just been talking. And none of about you know nothing. this <laughs> about nothing. Talking about nothing. Talk but about anyway, nothing. talking about Ralph. So my friends Ralph and Carolyn from carbon-based business units um said some very nice things about the podcast and about myself and i decided to cut (laughs) that part out of their episode and then stick it in this episode at some point i think what i'm going to do is i'm going to put it right on the end of this episode so you can listen to it then but uh yeah i mean i completely disagree with them because they i'm pretty sure he said you're the best photographer in the world or something (laughs) Like, like, come that, on. Yeah. He's obviously never met me. <laughs> well, you don't have a website, so how does he know? <laughs> right. That's true. But yeah, he, he was very complimentary of myself and the podcast. He said really good things about the podcast. So I, will I, actually say, said, I, I will say this about Ralph. I, I yeah. On their website, they have a little blurb about who, who they are, what they do. And Ralph would be like, like if I was looking for a same-sex partner... He would be my soulmate yeah. because he's a tea drinker, which yep. is hot. <laughs> he's a developer, which means he's smart. Yep. He's a mojito lover. Fuck, I love mojitos. <laughs> Just a, a good mojito. That's all I want. He's a guitar player. Hello. <laughs> and he's a Halo enthusiast, which mm-hmm. I'm not, but because I'm not very good at it. But I have my <laughs> own version of Halo that I'm a, completely addicted to. Um, Tetris? No. <laughs> uh, is it bad that I don't even remember the name? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's called Ghost Recon, where I get to like sneak around and be a sniper and just oh, kill, kill bad people. Yeah, because well, it makes me um, a better person. So, so I made you listen to that clip, and then you said... Did he actually like the episode or did he just like the episode because we mentioned him? So I sent him a message of like, did you actually like the episode? And he said, yes, he did actually like the episode. And and, and that it makes me want him even more now. Yeah. So <laughs> there you go. So um, he said that he liked the refunds episode. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to link that in the show notes as well, because I think it's really important that everyone listen to that. Um, but yeah. And then I'm going to stick that clip on the end of the episode because um, I like it. So, so there. 
<laughs> and me. probably from now until the end of time, if you guys would like to listen to the Carbon-Based Business Units podcast, you'll be able to hear me clearing my throat on a regular basis because they <laughs> clipped that out, made it a sound effect, and he's sticking it into, <laughs> into the episode. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Which makes sense, yeah. I but. do that a lot. That's okay. We're breaking convention. Yeah, We're breaking all the rules. We say, um, we clear our throats, and we don't cut out our cats meowing in the background. <laughs> nope. Or my dog clicking their his high heel yeah. to paws. Or the cleaning lady vacuuming. Yes. <laughs> there was one time somebody was banging a hammer and fixing a roof, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and I drank carbonated that. water. Yes. And even though I don't burp. Well, you do do the. <sighs> sometimes, right? So, um, yeah, I'm trying to think what else we do that might piss people off. And oh, I don't really cares? care about it. But at the end of the day, uh, I, I. Yes. I'm trying to, trying to be politically correct here because yes. the message I have is actually very important. Uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll spin it a little bit and I'll say this. Yes. Sorry, I'm making sounds with my mouth. (laughs) (coughs) Let's say you were hurt. Okay. Let's say you were hurt and you need surgery. Yeah, you need surgery on your face or something. Okay. Um, That's funny because I was just thinking face. Go on. Nice. And there's and there's two doctors, Mm -hmm. right? And the the doctor that usually does this is not available. He's on he's on a cruise. And then the other doctor from a different county, he he has a reputation for, uh, I don't know, just being different. He's right. not the prettiest looking feller. He, yes. he likes to have a smoke before surgery, but he's uh-huh. the best. He has 100% of success rate. So he's house. Yes. Okay. Thank you. That's right. That And you know what? That brings me to, to I'm glad you mentioned house, because... I would want house 100% of the time, every time. You know what (laughs) I mean? You want to be mean to me? That's fine. (laughs) Fix my face. (laughs) Yeah, but I feel like I'd be mean back, so it'd be fun. It'd be like a good banter. Yeah, probably. Maybe. Who knows? (laughs) That And and that's the thing. That's, that's, That's what I'm getting at. Just because you're not conventional or fit the form... Yeah. It doesn't mean that you're bad. It might actually mean that you're a brilliant mind and a brilliant person. Yeah. Which brings me to a point. Sophia and I are the most brilliant podcasters on the photography yes. topic ever. Yes. Beat that up. <laughs> that being said, if you are a business owner, entrepreneur, whatever, be a nice person, please, for goodness well, sake. Yeah, like go to our episode one. Don't be cocky. Share with the people around you. Yeah. Be nice and kind. Well, you notice how all of those things are breaking convention because it seems that everybody else is being a dick, doesn't want to share. (laughs) Um, Speaking of sharing, um, we have a couple things to share with you. Mm -hmm. And first, uh, my picture perfect guide. If you guys want to see what I what I'm doing to appeal to uh, to new potential clients, you can go to pictureperfect.guide and get a copy of my picture perfect guide. (laughs) Check that out. Um, you should also sign up for Freightcom. Mm-hmm. So rather than sticking with what you've always done and going to the post office and standing in line waiting for the 
elderly woman ahead of you to put enough stamps on her <laughs> 70 billion packages to send to her 70 billion grandchildren go get freightcom just go get freightcom just go get <coughs> freightcom we should uh, we should register a domain just go get freightcom.com <laughs> <laughs> Um, so if you would like to t- try out Freightcom, blah, 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 go to doubleexposure.show slash Freightcom. That is F-R-E-I-G-H-T-C-O-M. And use the promo code SOFIA because that will let you get an automatically activated account. And P-H, then you Sophia can, with a P-H. Yes, Sophia with a P-H. And then you can, uh, you can check out some shipping rates. Well, instantly all- too. You know how yeah, many I, times I recommend yes. this to people and they take like three to four weeks to look at it? And I'm like, yeah. it's free and it's instant and you can look yeah. at the shipping rates. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. I want to know uh, your uh, point of view, your take and some stories you have about... Uh, people telling you you're doing things wrong. Yeah. About yeah. that. T- share it with us. Tell us, you know what? Yeah. This week... It's, it's going to be less about sharing and more about venting. So <laughs> get your ass over to the Double Exposure Show group on Facebook. Join the conversation and vent. <laughs> I was just about to say, let your ass vent. But that sounds oh, weird. No. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, you can find the links in this episode at uh, doubleexposure.show slash 68. Yes. Looking at my piece of cardboard. Yes, 68. Mm-hmm. Uh, I talk about writing convention. You I'm, shouldn't write notes on cardboard. No, this is what I was doing. And <laughs> unintentional, I grabbed a piece of cardboard to write notes on. Yeah. Um, because in my office, I have a lot of shipping supplies and leftover things. So, boom. There you go. Breaking convention. Um, so, yeah. Doubleexposure.show slash 68. Yep. Cool. Awesome. Um, what was I supposed to say? Thanks to Benjamin Edward yes. for our aardvark <laughs> and <laughs> Ben Sound for our theme music. And if you like what you've heard on this episode, please, for goodness sake, go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review so we can thank you on the show because you guys are awesome. I also want to thank all the guitar players who listen to our podcast who went to www.pedalboss.com and placed an oh. order. Thank you, guys and oh. girls. Yeah. That link will be in the show notes as well. Yeah, we should do it. Why not? Break convention. Yep. All right. Yep. Until next time. Get to work. Responsible. <clears throat> yeah, Sophie, I'm getting to it. Speaking of being financially responsible, <clears throat> I'm getting to it. She's going to be a pain, though, She Sophia. is such a pain in the ass. So my friend Sophia Lemon, uh, she's a photographer up in Canada, which I think is another country hmm. up north past the United States. Is that, is that on planet Earth somewhere? On the, up, up beyond up on the Earth? snowy wilderness where hmm. there's like snow bears and uh, <laughs> right. dragons, you know, beyond the wall, Carolyn, right. beyond the wall. Oh, okay. Now I get it. Sophia is a very, very good friend of mine, and she is a photographer, a wedding photographer in Canada. And as far as I'm concerned, she's one of the best photographers I've ever seen in my life. And Carolyn... Just as an FYI, you know this because you've known this since I was a a pup of 18 years old. Um, When I started working professionally, I was working in the wedding industry and I was doing wedding video. So I'm sensitive to photographers who are in that industry because I feel like I know what is good quality versus bad quality. And my friend Sophia, like 
she's one of the best wedding photographers I've I've ever seen ever. Considering the fact that she's you know younger, hasn't really been in the industry that long, certainly many years. I just think she's leaps and bounds ahead of uh, the work that I've seen from other photographers. So with that said, she has her own business and she's been growing steadily that business. And one of the things that she's done over the past, um, I guess, year or two is she started a podcast with a colleague, another photographer, called The Double Exposure Show. And while on the surface, it's about photography and the photography industry, it really is about business because they talk about issues that impact you know, any business, whether you're a baker or a chiropractor. And the reason I'm bringing this up, Carolyn, is because in a recent episode, they talked about offering refunds Mm -hmm. and when you should or shouldn't uh, do refunds. And I thought the conversation was absolutely fantastic. Here's the setup. Someone wrote in that they had a client who demanded a refund. And the reason they demanded a refund is because they were offended that the photographer was using the term shoot as in a photo shoot. And they thought that given all of the uh, violent shootings that have been happening in the United States and well, mostly the United States, that using the term shoot was uh, insensitive. So they wanted their money back. So I'm not going to go any further than that. That's the setup. So the conversation was, you know, how do you handle it when people demand a refund when they've paid? And I thought the conversation was, was really good. So uh, I also get name dropped in the episode, which of <laughs> oh, course now I know why you is, it up. is one way that you will get me to promote your podcast is to name drop me in your episode. So go check that out. I will put the link in the show notes. Should we have an opinion on this for next time? Well, you probably didn't listen to the show. Because, I did not hear it. Because no. you hate Sophia. So you should probably listen to it. It's episode number 62 of the Double Exposure Show. And I thought their conversation was really, really interesting. They had a uh, an interesting take on the whole thing. And, you know, given the fact that we went on this 11,000 mile trip over 11 weeks and it cost us a bit of change, if we had come back and a bunch of our clients had asked us for refunds, uh, that could have put a, put a huh. you know, a real sting into our, into our life. Yeah. So uh, it was a good conversation. And I think it uh, ties into this conversation about spending money on our trip. Which we will talk about more next time. <laughs>